You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 20. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I have a special guest with me. Her name is Jenny Finkel. I know you'll enjoy what she has to say about yoga and health and wellness. So let me begin with a brief bio about Jenny. She began doing yoga in seventh grade after reading an article about it in Seventeen magazine. She was an asthmatic, scholastic teen who pretended to be sick to get out of playing kickball in phys ed. Seventeen touted yoga's benefits for breathing and posture and described it as a non-competitive pursuit. It sounded right up her alley, so she gave the postures in the magazine a try and a new passion was formed. We have Jenny on the line. Are you there? Hi, yes, hi. Awesome. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started with yoga? Um, yeah, definitely. So everything that you just said is uh, absolutely true. I think probably still to this day, I would I would probably pretend to be sick to get out of kickball. Nice. Um, I was not very athletic as a young person. It's not super coordinated, and um, and I think it's it's kind of funny because a lot of people who are passionate about yoga have a really great yoga saved my life story. Um, that, you know, is usually dramatic and in, involves some sort of huge life change or some big moment of impact or some kind of spiritual searching. And, and for me, it, it really did come from the pages of Seventeen magazine. <laughs> so not the most spiritual introduction to yoga. But, we all started um, somewhere, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all have to start somewhere. It definitely, it did, it did the trick. So basically, you started and it basically consumed you, I guess. It really, really lit you up and um, you got into it. Tell me how the journey is and what it's really like. Well, you know, it was, um, I feel really, really fortunate that I discovered it at, at a young age. I was about 12 or 13 when I stumbled upon that article. Um, so that. Uh, not to give too much away, but that was a long time ago. That was over 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> so it's been it's been part of my life for for over 20 years now. And at that time, that was the the early 90s. Um, you know, once I started doing the the postures that were in the magazine, I started buying videotapes um, and books about yoga. So I really developed a home based practice first. Uh, you know, clearly at that time in, in the early 90s, mid-90s, yoga wasn't being taught in school or in gym class or anything like that. So uh, it was it was the kind of thing that I had to do on my own or not do it at all. So I stayed committed to a home practice for a long time, many, many, many years. And finally, when I was, gosh, I want to say 30, I think I was 30 years old, um, I had a career change, and I quit my office job. I had a really nice but not necessarily fulfilling office job, and I got a part-time job at a yoga studio. Um, so I was just working at a yoga studio. I wasn't teaching yet. I was just working there. 
And, uh, and that was really when I started to get fired up about a studio practice and when I really had a teacher, an in-person live teacher that, um, that I felt very connected to. And from then, the journey into teaching yoga really began. So shortly after that, I realized, you know, it, I think sometimes it takes some, some of us a while to realize, wow, this is something that has been a part of my life for such a long time and something that has helped me so much and that I've been so passionate about. Uh, why not make a career out of it? So it took me a, a, a I figured that out belatedly, but um, then I got my teacher training certificate and I've been teaching for over five years now. Awesome, awesome. Before we go into it a little bit more, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Hmm, a cool or unique fact about myself. Okay, uh, this isn't really a secret. This isn't a big secret, but um, it's a, it seems unrelated on the surface. Uh, in addition to teaching yoga, I also do improv comedy. Um, I've been doing that for uh, about seven or eight years now, maybe maybe even more. Um, and I actually feel like it's, it's very related to practicing yoga because both improv comedy and yoga are, are really founded upon staying in the moment, um, listening, adapting, being able to uh, change the plan if there is a plan on a dime. So, uh, so that's my, my other life. I moonlight as an improv comedian. Awesome. I, I can just picture your yoga classes, Jenny, as a fun, <laughs> um, hilarious, but yet very, very um, calming because yoga is calming, I think, for some people. And um, yeah, just overall, yeah. great experience. Well, thank you. I, I hope so. I hope my students would say the same thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have to get out there and, and try one of these classes. But um, great, great, uh, unique fact. Now, um, I know we wanted to get into the topic of like the misconceptions around yoga. Now, mm -hmm. in your opinion, how do you describe it to, to people as to what you do? Uh, maybe at the same time, um, demystifying the misconceptions. Uh, that's a great question. So uh, I would say... What I do as a yoga teacher is um, try to use the body to calm the mind. I think that's what most yoga teachers are trying to do. So the purpose of the physical practice of yoga is, is to help you kind of prepare your body to, be, to bring the mind into rela a relaxed state. I think we've all had that um, you know, experience where, like, let's say you can't sleep, you have anxiety about something, so you're lying awake in bed, and all of a sudden, like, you're itchy all the time, or you're fidgety, or you can't get comfortable. So those mental anxieties, those emotional anxieties, tend to kind of manifest in the body. So what we try to do is, is attack that from the outside in. That's probably the simplest explanation. So feeding into the misconceptions about yoga, I think the... Number one grade A capital letter misconception about yoga is that all we do is stretch. Um, <laughs> I have to laugh <laughs> like about that just, one because I think that is true. <laughs> yeah, I, everybody thinks that. Like you just you you come to class and you stretch for an hour or ninety minutes, and that's and that's just not that's just not the case. Um, in yoga, this we're always looking for balance, right? And you have to balance the the stretch, the flexibility with strength. So if you go to any yoga class, with the exception of like a restorative class or something that's really, really meant to be a very slow, calming practice, um, you should feel that you are stabilizing every pose, that you're working really hard 
to engage all the muscles, support your joints, support your your bone structure as you're in each pose, even the stretchy ones. And the, a, a similar misconception along the same vein is people think that they, quote, can't do yoga because they're not flexible. If you want to piss off a yoga teacher, that's <laughs> the best way to do it. Tell any yoga teacher, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible, and you will uh, be standing in front of an angry yoga teacher. Mm. Um, so you don't, flexibility is not a prerequisite. It's, that's like saying, you know, you're too dirty to take a bath. <laughs> you know, it's, it's why you come. Like, you come. People come because they want to attain flexibility, but they want to do it in a way that's also supportive and stabilizing and strength building as well. Do, do you, not to cut you off, Jenny, do you, uh, <laughs> can, I don't know, uh, where, where do people come up with that, do you think? Why, why would they say that, maybe, you think? You know, that's a, it's a great question. Um, and I certainly think in the age of Instagram and social media mm. and um, and yoga celebrities, I, I think more and more, like if you go on Instagram and you look at, at pictures of yogis, you're going to see a lot of people doing crazy handstands, crazy deep, deep backbends, um, mm. wrapping their legs behind their head, you know? So, so I think when you're seeing those images, it's, it's only telling part of the story. I think prior to the age of social media, the images that we had of yogis, there was kind of like a, a 1960s, 1970s kind of vibe where people are sitting around in cotton pants, sitting, you know, with their legs crossed and their eyes closed, meditating. Um, and that was sort of the, the earlier westernized perception of yoga. And then going even beyond that, I think, you know, when you think about like the old yogis in India, you think about old men wearing loincloths with long beards, you know, twist up into pretzel shapes. So, so I, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's just that the bendy poses are the ones that photograph really well. I, I would say I a little bit combination they... of both. And, and that's kind of what I had in, uh, in my mind, which is that's probably what they see. And that's what they probably perceive to be the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. I think in some ways, Yoga is so popular now, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty ubiquitous. So in some ways it has a really great PR campaign, but in some ways it has a, a bad PR campaign because it's not people who don't practice yoga, and even, you know, some people who do practice yoga don't necessarily have a full um, vision of, of what, what it is. Right, right. I'm pretty sure you can uh, ramble off a few different styles of yoga, right? For sure. And, and I um, think that's what's the confusion as well. Yeah, that's a great point. So so first of all, and we're really, I just want to mention that we're really only talking about the physical practice of yoga. Um, there's a whole other series of podcasts that we could devote to sort of the more mental and spiritual aspects of yoga, which you can, and a lot of, you know, practitioners do choose to kind of separate from the physical practice. But this is, you know, a fitness and health blog. So focusing on the physical aspects of yoga, there are kind of two main umbrellas uh, of yoga. One represents a more active, dynamic, movement-based style of yoga, and the other represents a more static, longer hold, less movement style of yoga. Um, 
So, and there's a lot of gray area in between. There's a lot of mixing and matching, and there are a lot of sort of other styles kind of on the fringes. Um, so I would say most of what you find here in Chicago at your typical yoga studio or at a gym would kind of fall under the umbrella of vinyasa flow or flow style yoga, which is more movement-based. Um, it gets your heart rate up. You typically link each breath with a movement, so there's not a whole lot of stillness, although that will vary from teacher to teacher. If you, and I think that's popular, um, like the hot power yoga, the uh, power flow vinyasas, I think, you know, that's popular because it, it does feel very physically challenging. People sweat a lot, their heart rates get up, um, you know, they're, they're incorporating the full body, so they're doing a lot of upper body work, push-ups and chaturangas and planks. So I think that that tends to be a pretty popular style here in Chicago where, where, you know, we have a really thriving fitness community of people who really like to work hard. On the other sort of side of the equation, the other umbrella, uh, the, the term hatha yoga has come to kind of signify a more static practice that's not entirely accurate. Hatha yoga really kind of encompasses all of the, the physical posture-based yoga, but, but we tend to sort of separate it into vinyasa or hatha, and the hatha yoga tends to represent a slower-moving style, um, which is still very challenging, you know. It can be very, very hard for people to stand still for long periods of time when we're used to moving a lot. So it's, it can be just as challenging, or it can be more of a relaxing, restorative kind of base practice. Which one do you gravitate towards, and is, is all yoga appropriate for... Uh, everyone. Um, I think all yoga is appropriate for everyone. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I think um, what's interesting to me is that we tend to like the things that we are good at. Mm. We tend to gravitate to the things that we're good at um, as opposed to the things that we need. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of people love the really hard-charging vinyasa, power flow, lots of movements, those people um, are probably people who are already into running or going to spin class or, you know, working out really hard. Those people would probably really benefit from a more static practice, from sitting still, because it's probably harder for them to sit still. Whereas the people who are, who are maybe a little less uh, compelled to move all the time are more attracted to a hatha or a more static-based practice. They would probably benefit from, you know turn it up the fire a little bit and, and a little bit more movement. So I think the challenge is to find a style that gives you what you want and also gives you what you need. Hmm. Is, is there um, a relationship with the types of people in the class and the type of yoga that's being done? That's always something that in the back of my mind, I wonder if there's a relationship. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, I think there are, are definitely personality types that are drawn to specific styles. Of course, that's kind of a generalization. Um, but I was actually just in a, in a training not too long ago where the, the teacher who was leading this training said something that I thought was, was really interesting. There's also within yoga set sequences, which means every time you show up, you do the exact same sequence of poses every time. It's the same every time. 
And then there are more free-form sequences where depending on who shows up and what kind of mood the teacher's in and what's going on seasonally or for whatever reason, the sequence might vary. And this teacher that I was in this training with said, I think um, the people who are attracted to set sequences are very different than the people who are attracted to free-form sequences. Some people like the predictability of a set sequence. They like to know what's coming next. They like to remember when they came to class last week how it felt and compare it to how it feels this week. And they like to feel like, oh, last week that pose was really hard for me to do, but this week it's easier. And they they sort of like that more regimented, organized um, style where they, they know what's coming next. Whereas, you know, many other people sort of want it to be a surprise every time, you know, they want it, they want something different every time they show up. So I think, um, there's some truth to that. I thought that was an interesting observation that she pointed out. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, I I come from a more of a fitness um, background with personal training, small group training, and, and yes, there definitely are people who come in and they they absolutely like the um, same old routine. But at the same time, uh, progression happens when variety is provided, and so um, exactly, yeah. It, that that's really important to to understand, I think. But um, I do have a question here um, about which clients do you prefer to see, or who would be great clients for your class? Um, I love all clients. Everybody should come <laughs> and take my class. Um, I I I really do like a mix. I. Um, First of all, my mission as a teacher is to uh, make yoga accessible for everybody. I think another perception that exists about yoga is that it's only for certain people, right? Like it's only for young people or it's only for super flexible people or it's only for super fit people or it's only for people who look good in their stretch pants. <laughs> um, you know, I think some people are afraid to ever show up to yoga class because they're afraid they're going to look dumb. They're afraid they're not going to fit in. Um, so my, my mission is, is to knock that away, just eliminate that. So the environment that I try to create in my class is one that is very welcoming, very accepting. Um, you show up and you roll out your mat and we're all in this together and, and, and we'll get the work done. I like to teach a challenging class. Um, I like to teach poses, which is to say a lot of times, you know, depending on who's there and and how well I know the students and what kind of mood people are in that day, I like to kind of workshop poses because I want my students to learn more advanced postures, but you can't learn them if nobody teaches them to you, you know? So Mm -hmm. so I I like to take a little extra time and say, all right, we're going to work on headstand today and we're going to take the time to set it up rather than just, you know, constantly flowing through practice or saying, um, take a headstand if you want to. You might want to take a headstand, but you might not know how to. So in that way, I, I try to, to really make my classes acceptable, and I, I like people to release their sense of expectation. I think a, a lot of times you, you come in just expecting, well, I can't do that. I can't do headstand. I, I can't. But, you know, maybe you can't because you've never tried it. <laughs> mm. So you don't know yet. Um, so 
so I like people to kind of come in with that, that improv mentality again to probably um, to just release your expectations, see what happens, feel safe and supported and, you know, under the guidance of a teacher who's, who's going to help you and, um, and go for it. And so in that way, I think I, I like everybody to kind of get something out of it. So I like having more advanced practitioners who, who have a pretty solid foundation, um, a little more experience. Sometimes those, those people might feel a bit more adventurous. Again, that's a generalization. But I also really love um, beginners and people who are new to yoga and who are just starting to build a practice. And, and I like... Um, I like helping people move from point A to point B. I like, I like helping them deepen their practice and helping them learn new poses and new things. So, so I, I really like everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I can see uh, old, young. I can see men and women, although you probably see more mm-hmm. women. Um, you know, yes, but it depends. Uh, I work at um, a, a one particular place in um, Chicago, here in Chicago, that has a ton of men. And I have more men in my classes than I have, like, everywhere else combined. Mm. So, I, so I think some of that depends on the venue, too. You know, I think if you bring the yoga to the people, then the people will come to the yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so typically these days, um, women are more into it. But most men who try it, I shouldn't say most, Many, many men show up and give it a try, and they absolutely fall in love with it, and they realize how much it can support the rest of their fitness program, their weightlifting, their running, their other pursuits. Absolutely. Um, We're getting towards the end. Again, another fast, fast show. But um, let me ask you this, and you probably have said it in a roundabout way, but can you summarize your philosophy about health and wellness so that people can get a sense of where you're coming from? Um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, my philosophy of health and wellness, um, is that it's for everybody. So you, you might think that there are some roadblocks that are preventing you from pursuing, uh, the road to health or the road to wellness or whatever, you know, you're working on there. You might feel like there's something that's kind of preventing you from achieving your goals. So I would say be brave, be fearless, forget about whatever you think is holding you back and um, and try it. Just try something new. If you haven't found a form of exercise that you like, I promise you there are other forms of exercise to try. For for me, you know, it, it, my whole childhood, I was terrified of kickball and volleyball and shovel runs and all of those things that we had to do in gym class. And I thought that's just it. You know, I, I hate exercise. I hate fitness. I hate sports. Um, but I didn't know about yoga. So there, there's always something out there for you to try that, that you can enjoy. Awesome. And actually, I would be on the other side of the spectrum on that. I, I think I enjoyed kickball. I really liked that type of sport. <laughs> and shelter runs were really, really fun. So, so if we were two opposites, <laughs> I guess fun. you and I would be on that, that pole there. Oh, but, okay. uh, <laughs> I think that's funny. But, um, that is funny, but I had a I had a traumatic experience. I just moved to a new elementary school, and we were doing shuttle runs, and my hair blew in my face, and I tripped, and I uh, fell in front of everybody at my new elementary school. So. Oh well, that's traumatic, <laughs> and yes, that's traumatic. Yes, but um, the the last few things that I wanted to know from you, Jenny, was you know I know you have awesome fitness tips. What's three fitness tips 
you have for our audience about health and wellness? Free fitness tips. Um, I would I would reiterate. I think you know if you if you haven't done something you connect with, try something else. Uh, so keep exploring. A second tip would be to find a teacher um, in whatever form that comes in. You know whether that's somebody at, at your local gym or a yoga teacher or a weightlifting instructor or whatever the case may be. Find somebody, even if it's a workout video, a teacher in a workout video that really kind of connects with you. It's like meeting a new friend or a boyfriend or a therapist or going on a date, right? You kind of have to date around a little bit to find an instructor or a teacher that that will keep you motivated and keep you connected. Um, and my third tip is um, to listen to all the other fitness tips, read fitness tips, but filter through them and, uh, and decide which ones connect with you. There's a lot of really, really great advice out there that works for some people, but doesn't really work for other people. So if you, for example, don't want to have a workout buddy, if you would rather just plug in your headphones and go for a run by yourself or sit in the back row at yoga class and not talk to anybody or go to the gym and zone out, then don't have a fitness buddy. You know, you kind of have to find, find the advice, filter through the advice and the tips and, and figure out what really suits you and what works best for you. Totally agree. Find what you like, um, and, and that second point about the uh, the instructor, it, it's so important that that even though that one instructor may not have provided the most awesome experience, that doesn't mean that any other instructor will not. Right. So so it's really Correct. important to to uh, yeah. continue seeking. Right. Yes, definitely. And different instructor. You know, we're all people, and we all have different personality types. So so some instructor personality types really, really work for some people and that might not work for you and that's okay. You know, if my classes are too silly or lighthearted for you, then you can definitely find a teacher that's more disciplined and, you know, a little more forward moving. If you don't like a drill sergeant type instructor, you can definitely find a, you know, one with a softer approach. You, there are a lot of great, great teachers, great instructors out there. So, you know, you just have to find the personality type that really works for you. Absolutely. And, and you know, um, there are, I don't know, many, many health professionals. And, yes, that's a lot of information out there. And your last point about just filtering through it is um, can be daunting. But yet, you know what, we have all find those people that we uh, trust and uh, we follow. So, so maybe mm-hmm. uh, take that route to filter through a lot of that information. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, if something's not making sense to you, then then ask. You know, we want to help. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know yeah. you wanted to share with my audience about your retreats. If you could go into that a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so I'm leading a yoga retreat in February in Jamaica. Um, we're staying at a private villa. Uh, in Discovery Bay, so it's about an hour away from Montego Bay. Private villa, private chef, private beach, private pool. We've got the whole place to ourselves. Um, we won't have anybody busting at us. We'll do yoga. We'll have rum punch. We'll have red stripe if you want that. You don't have to have it. Um, we'll have some evening activities. It's going to be super, super exciting. So that's in February, February 6th, or sorry, February 2nd through the 6th. Um, I'm sure if you want to stay here in Chicago in February, that will also be fun. 
But if you would like to get away for the a little part of the winter, then maybe you might want to come. You're making February, it too too can... easy for people to make a decision. Um, I know. <laughs> let's. Uh, kind of my hope. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And, and um, you know, I know you have a last piece of advice that you like to share with people. And then, how did people get a hold of you? If you could share. Um. Sure. Yeah. I'll uh, make sure that uh, I that you, Eric, have all of my links. Um. But my website is chicagomyoga.com. And then my Facebook page and my Instagram account are the same, the Chicago Om Yoga. Um, the retreat website is triptribe.com slash Jenny F. Um, and then one last piece of advice. Gosh. Man, I love giving advice. I have to narrow it down to just, <laughs> to just one thing. Something um, that will really like ever- inspire my audience. I know, yeah, say something inspirational and powerful, um, a powerful message. I would say, actually, I don't know, this might sound really, really corny, um, but I am now, uh, I'm 36 years old. I, as I said, I've been a yoga teacher and a fitness professional for over five years now. Um, I think the older I get, the easier it is for me to accept myself for who I am. And I think for a lot of young people, it's, it's so easy to compare yourself to others, you know, when, when you're young and comparison is the thief of joy. And as I get older, I'm really starting to recognize um, that we're all just different. We're different. We have different genetic makeup. We have different histories, different backgrounds. Uh, you, and you don't know, like if you're in a yoga class, for example, and some person in that yoga class is nailing every single handstand and can do every hard pose and wrapping their legs behind their head and, you know, doing all the crazy stuff that you wish you could do, you have no idea what that person's history is. That person might stay home alone every night practicing their handstands, you know? So you just, you don't know what other people's stories are. So focus on your own story, you know, keep your eyes on your own mat. Um, do your best, work really hard, and and appreciate yourself. Appreciate the hard work that you are doing, and don't let comparing yourself to other people strip you of that satisfaction. That That is so powerful and, and uh, very important to remember for everyone, regardless if they are uh, trying to start a new fitness program through yoga or um, weight training, whatever. I, I think that is so, so important to remember. Um, Jenny, this was a fast 30 minutes. Uh, We won't let people know what happened last time, but uh, (laughs) uh, it was fun. And I really, really um, want to get out there and, and, you know, experience your yoga class. I'll have to look you guys up and uh, maybe I can bring some of my friends with me to experience it. But it was. Yeah, Yeah, try, try a new thing. Absolutely. And it was really, really fun. So thank you so much for your time, Jenny. I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.